A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That's right. I know I'm upside down right now, but we have just had the very first ever, the very first ever Monday Night Raw with no Vince McMahon. So if everything's going to go crazy over there, I'm going to bring the craziness here. And there we go. We have leveled out, which is actually quite a good metaphor and analogy for Raw, but we have a lot to talk about. So hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture. We're going to take this, the figure of power, and we're going to give the good bits it up and the bad bits are down. Once again, a brand new start, maybe kind of not really, for WWE. Okay, so let us not get ahead of ourselves, because who knows what's going to happen in the coming days, the coming months, the coming years, the coming millennia... But when Raw did start all of a few hours ago, we just had a big fight between The Miz and Logan Paul to the point I actually thought I'd missed some of the show. I may have rewound it and then realised, no, this is how we were kicking things off. And my eyebrow went up. Like I lied to you, I absolutely loved it. Now, it certainly helped that we were in a sold-out Madison Square Garden and everybody was going nuts. But if this was just to plant a little bit of a seed to say, look, we've got to get through SummerSlam and then maybe you'll see some more changes. Well, it did a damn good drop. I felt my intrigue gland turned on and I am giving it up. And then Raw was Raw. Because of course, Raw is Raw. But Roman Reigns' music hit and out came the bloodline and they were headed to the ring. <laughs> you know the deal. We timed Roman Reigns' entrance and it came in at a cool 3 minutes and 43 seconds. Undertaker be damned. Roman then asked MSG to acknowledge him, which they did, and then decided, man, I can't be bothered to talk. So he passed the microphone to Paul Heyman, who went into his usual stick. But the damn mic wasn't working. So he even said, well, whoever was responsible for that is probably the next one out the door. Maybe I'm reading into that, but the next one, and obviously somebody just did leave. Well, who knows? Reigns is also coming up to 700 days as the Universal Champion, which is absolutely bonkers. And Heyman started to go on saying, hey, do you remember when Brock Lesnar beat Randy Couture? Randy Couture was in his peak. It was the same for John Cena. It was the same for The Undertaker. And hey-ho, the head of the table is in his peak right now. But this is when the streak ends, because Lesnar, you lose it. Therefore, Reigns is going to send Brock back to his pig farm after SummerSlam. 
out came theory. He reminded us of his own summer sand plans, wake up, maybe go get some food, have a tan, and cash in his money in the bank briefcase. But before he could do much of anything, Roman Reigns was talking to him, saying, listen, you absolute goober, you need to listen to me. Now, I thought they were going to have a hug, and I was completely wrong, because instead, Roman got out his chaos cannon, and he started firing it, because he was like, theory, I can see you don't know what to do anymore, because your daddy ain't around. <laughs> so, so nuts. Here we go. Jay Uso then smacked Theory in the back of the head because Theory has his briefcase, so he was fending everybody off with it. I think Roman just felt like the dad here because he was like, oh my God, if you guys don't calm down, I'm going to turn this car around and there won't be any tables for anyone. But I will say this, I actually thought this was quite good. It had some seriously good heat. I mean, it went a little long for my taste, but it is Monday Night Raw. I'm giving it up. Raw then did get a little bit weird because we cut away. (laughs) We cut back to Theory in the ring being introduced. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, I've already seen him. As it turned out, this was just so Drew McIntyre could interrupt him and storm to the ring. I suppose that was meant to be, oh my gosh, you don't know what's going to happen. That is how I reacted. As it turned out, they were going to have a fight. And as we know, Drew is a warrior at this point, and Theory does know what he's doing. And we were using Simba the Steel Steps, and we were using Barry Balacade, because we were just trying to correct carnage. The problem, though, is after a good few minutes, McIntyre went for the Claymore kick when the brawling brutes appeared. They attacked the Scotsman, (laughs) which meant it ended in a DQ. Because it was a big brawl, Bobby Lashley just ran out, and I was like, "Uh, no, excuse me, Bob, why are you here? Like, I get you're feuding with theory, but otherwise there's no need for you to come out. Now, before we do get on to the next bit, once more, I do think we have to get to the premium live event before we see any real changes, and maybe disqualifications are just going to be part of the WWE lexicon, now, together, forever, or whatever that stupid phrase is. But me, personally, Simon Mellister, here right now in 2022 I'm just done with him I just am let's do Drew McIntyre versus Theory and sure have the brawling brutes come to the ring let them cast distraction and let's have Theory pin Drew McIntyre it's not going to affect Drew he's bulletproof right now and I'd be like oh my gosh Theory actually got a win it's just much more appreciated than saying here's a match (laughs) it didn't count down. And it's doubly true because then we found out the reason why Bobby had come to the ring. And that's because WWE was still doing their favorite thing because they went, holla budgie. And they turned this into a tag match. Now the good news is that this was very entertaining and that we did here in round two what we should have done in round one. And in case you need to be caught up, because it was a little bit confusing, it was Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre going against Sheamus and Theory. And the best part here is that Sheamus had no love loss for Theory. So when he was getting beaten up, he was like, ha ha ha, fella, you in trouble. And at one point, he even went for the tag. The Irishman said no. When he was in there, though, Bobby Lashley gave him a delayed vertical suplex. And I was like, well, that's absolutely ridiculous because Sheamus is not a small man. And of course, at one point, Butch and Ridge Holland were casting more distraction. The ref was like, look, I'm sick of you. Go to the back. Now, if we were following the rules as usual, this would have been a DQ, but I ain't worried about it. Eventually, Drew got the hot tag and all the crowd were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Have my babies, Drew. Which is when we had more shenanigans because Dolph Ziggler teleported in from nowhere. He started casting his own distractions and that allowed Bobby Lashley to just walk up to Theory, apply the hurt lock, and seriously... Theory tapped out in seconds. So see, look, just do that in the first match and you would have had the same outcome and we wouldn't have to have walked down 
nonsense lame. The Usos also laid out Theory afterwards and Roman even put the briefcase onto his chest. So Theory has around about 72 enemies at the moment. Yeah, I thought all this was much better. They then just had this amazing video package for Rey Mysterio because of course on this evening we were celebrating 20 years of him in the WWE. And look, he is 47 years old I believe and he is still absolutely incredible and do not forget he changed the industry. He was doing things that made no sense and he was a tiny man in the world of WWE who made it to World Wrestling Entertainment and became the champion. Seriously, we do not praise him enough so let's all take our praise and throw it on him. We also saw Ray, Dominic, wife Angie and daughter Aaliyah arriving at the arena and all of a sudden I just started shouting eye for an eye, eye <laughs> for an eye because instinctively that scarred me for ages when we also had that cryptic mysterious video again and look it's Edge, it's most definitely Edge. And now I'm not talking about the guitarist from U2 and after this we cut to Dolph Ziggler who was like yes I do believe Theory is an absolute chuffster when AJ Styles also walked in and said yes yes I hate him as well. So Theory's enemies rise to 74? We probably have to start a counter. Two people that did not agree though were the Alpha Academy, however, and they walked in and they challenged Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles for a match. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. So it's Styles and Ziggler versus Chad Gable and Otis. And my tum tum told me, well, Simon, we better stay tuned in for this. I mean, I have to do it anyway, but at least I was excited. And then it was Happy Rey Mysterio time. I didn't make any sense, but stick with it. Because him and Don walked out to a massive cheer, and Rey Mysterio was actually just allowed to get on the microphone and say, thank you for my career, thank you for supporting me, I still can't believe I made it as far as I did. I was like, nobody's interrupting, nobody's going to cut him off. This was really quite emotional, and I loved it. He also talked about some of the opponents he's faced along the years, like Dean Malenko and Batista and Edge, and of course talked about Eddie Guerrero. And that was more cutting onion times because everyone just erupted. This couldn't have gone any better. Mysterio also turned to his family and said how important they were to him as well, which of course makes all the sense in the world. And even at this stage, everything in my body was saying, well, someone's, someone's going to come and absolutely ruin it. But they never did. I mean, we waited until he had gotten all the important stuff out before Finn Balor and Damian Priest were like, ha, 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 look at this absolute chump. You think you're having a good time? You suck. And then we went into that tag match, and I was like, oh man, I know what's gonna get happen here. Rey Mysterio just gonna get murked, and everything he just said is gonna be thrown under the table. But we didn't do that either. But I thought at the very least we were gonna get <laughs> DQ count out surprise roll up. But no, we had all the fun with the Eddie Guerrero chair spot because Finn Balor tried to pull it on Rey Mysterio, but then Rey Mysterio was able to pull it on Finn Balor. And then Dominic and Ray hit the double six one nine. Ray Mysterio hit the fog splash. He got the one two three, and I audibly said out loud, "Well, that was wonderful." I mean, I felt nice afterwards, and I suppose you felt nice afterwards. And there was no swerve, much like Batista, who we just talked about. WWE just gave me what I wanted. Ah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I think then somebody in the back realized what we'd done. However, the fallout to all of this just progressed the story... And I'll be honest with you, it probably progressed it more than we have done the last two months. Because we were now at the proper party bit for Rey Mysterio's celebration when daughter Aaliyah was like, oh, I got you this gift. And it was his Halloween Havoc 1997 ring gear. And Ray was like, oh my gosh, I've been looking for this everywhere. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So his daughter <laughs> stole his wrestling attire and then gave it back to him as a present. That's not cool. This is when Rhea Ripley returned to Raw, though, and she got in Aaliyah's face. If you want some fun, go and Google that and Buddy Matthews. Even he was having some fun with it. But she was mostly there as a distraction. Rey Mysterio went after her, kind of not really, when Finn Balor and Damian Priest were back, and they absolutely wrecked the Mysterio. I mean, they even threw Rey through a table at one point, and Finn Balor was brilliant here, because as he was dragging Rey, he was like, it's not your anniversary, it's my birthday. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I got the good stuff, and then I got a reason to tune in next week, or I suppose SummerSlam, because we are going to be doing an ODQ tag team match. All of this gets around up. This was good wrestling TV. Oh, clearly there was some sense as well that Raw is a three-hour show, and sometimes we can stick too rigidly for the structure. You know, we go match, promo, video, match, promo, video, and you start to get wibbly-wobbly. Once again, and maybe we're reading into stuff here, it felt like we did something just a little bit different. Because Bianca Belair was out to cut a promo when Becky Lynch pretty much interrupted straight away. And as Bex was walking to the ring, Bianca started to do all of her catchphrases. Lynch didn't like this, so she jumped Belair, and those two just started to have a big brawl. And that was basically it. Now, while this sounds like they may have been shortchanged, I mean the complete opposite. It kind of felt like somebody had sat down and gone, well, it'd be a bit boring if we just do another promo segment. Why don't they just have a big fisticuff? And it did work in the sense it sped up the show. And this can't just be your answer all the time. You're going to have to come up with a little bit more creative ideas. But really, it is Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch happening this weekend at the premium live event. It does sell itself. So this was more of a reminder... Once again, I'm giving it up. And then I cried. Why? Well, because Sarah Scheiber was interviewing Alexa Bliss, who was about to fight Dewdrop for the 92,672th time. But she actually said, well, I'll tell you this. I don't really understand the relationship between Double D and Nikki Ash. So I was all like, oh my gosh, thank you, wizard in the sky. We actually referenced this pairing, which we haven't done in weeks. And that's all I need. Mostly so I can go, oh, it did happen. I don't feel like a crazy paradigm. Alexa doesn't feel like Nikki is benefiting from this at all. 
and then started to tell us that her relationship with Lily is better because Lily sells a lot of clothes on WWE Shop. And I was like, I don't know what's going on here. But the best part is she said, look, I will go to the ring. I will beat Dewdrop. But then after SummerSlam, Becky Lynch or Bianca Belair, I'm coming for you. I was like, good, more people need to call their shot. Once again, you are going to have to give us more narrative at some point. We don't want, oh, hello, can I challenge for your title? And someone goes, yes, of course you can. But once again, there was just something here. I'm going to keep an eye on it. Local medical facility folk were then looking over Rey Mysterio because, of course, he had been jumped. This is when Damien Priest and Finn Balor were back just going, I think he's dead. When Rhea Ripley zoomed in and she booted Mysterio so hard in the head, I thought she broke her skull. Dom did run in here was all like, please, please leave him alone. And you can still smell that maybe, just maybe, at SummerSlam or at Raw next week, Dominic is going to turn. Look, maybe it will be all right. Maybe it will absolutely suck. But let's try something new and see what happens. And then it was Dewdrop versus Alexa Bliss. It was alright. It did suffer a little bit because the crowd went absolutely dead for this to the point I felt a little bit uncomfortable. But we made sure to underline that Nikki Ash kept trying to help Dewdrop. I mean, at one point, she quite literally pushed Alexa off the top rope. It totally failed because Bliss just hit a DDT onto Drop to get the 1 2 3. But once again, and again, I could totally be making this up, it really did feel like there was a plan here. I hope I'm not wrong. Because, of course, I could be just seeing what I want to see, but given everything that has happened, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, nothing bad here. AJ Styles was then telling Logan Paul to kick Miz's ass at SummerSlam. So I guess we're not going to do that tag team match, because if you were, well, you'd want to set it up here. It also meant it was time for impulsive TV. Yes, that is a pun. It was also obviously a knockoff of Miz TV, and honestly... What the flub are we doing? Because Logan made his way to the ring and the first thing he said was, wow, wow, here in Madison Square Garden. And do you know who else is going to be in MSG next week? My brother Jake and everybody booed. I mean, seriously, it's hard enough to make Logan Paul a baby face to begin with. You probably shouldn't be mentioning stuff like this. He then told the Miz to come out, but instead Maurice was here. And honestly, she just went on and on and on about her husband's testicles. She had a bag that looked like some testicles testicles and Logan Paul was talking about testicles and I was like I don't care about anybody else's testicles some people have big testicles some people have small testicles you can't control it so you may as well just be happy I think we were talking about measuring balls at one point as if we were gonna get a tape measure out and go oh wow 7.2 inches this is when the mist did arrive and it was just balls 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 Tilly Tommaso Ciampa is not into this because he then just attacked Logan Paul and it ended with the Miz giving him a skull crushing finale and if you listen close enough you can hear the crowd going one more time so just make him a heel for goodness sakes at the moment this is not working for me and as always i'm just some random ball guy why does my opinion count for anything i do want to say i'm very impressed with logan paul given his level of experience he is just seamlessly fit into everything and of course no matter what you give marie she's always good too but the feud the obsession with genitalia the roles they're playing i don't get it man I don't get it at all. Kevin Patrick was then interviewing the Street Profits and the Usos, and Jeff Jarrett was in the middle of them, because of course he's going to be the special guest referee. Much like SmackDown, he was wearing a referee shirt. So as far as I'm concerned, he has now had this on for a good few days, and by the time we get to the premium live event, it'll be over a week. 
but he's a weird guy. We were just trying to underline the fact that Jarrett is going to call it down the middle, so of course he's going to screw someone. When the Alpha Academy made their way to the ring, and you know the deal, Chad Gable was like, look, I'm smart, you're not, everybody shut up. It didn't mean that it was then this tag match of Owens and Chad Gable taking on Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles. Had a really good time. I just threw Styles into Barry Barricade to get rid of him as Ziggles and Gable went at it, and I would like that feud because it still feels new and fresh to me. And there was a great bit when Chad went for a moonsault, he missed, and he just got super kicked. Nice. I was then broke up the cover, and even though they're not a proper team, AJ and Dolphy Boy were able to work together to get rid of the big man. And then there was just this great bit where Chad Gable went for a suplex, but AJ Styles kind of cast distraction, and then Dolph Ziggler hit the zigzag to get the one, two, three. That was an excellent minute or so. I'm giving it up. And then cracked up because we got to the main event, and of course, who was in it? The Street Profits <laughs> and the Usos. Now look, I love this four, but for a good old while now, it's been take that tag team, take that tag team, just throw a random extra person into it, and that'll do. Tonight it was Roman on one end, and riddle on the other and I tell you this they got some serious damn time. Ford also did this amazing dive early on although we cut to the commercial break and when we came back the bad guys were just in control so as ever we have to figure out what happened. So I'm going to assume that Roman Reigns started talking about tables like oh, I really love oak ones and I live around ones and I really love ones that are kind of long and the street poppers got so bored they started to fall asleep this is when the bloodline attacked. Ford also shouted, acknowledge me at Roman at one point, which was a terrible idea because then he got urinagate out of his shoes and also was busted open. I mean, there was blood everywhere. And this is when the Usos and Reigns took over. And they just beat the piss out of Ford until he was able to get the hot tag to Riddle and was like, oh my gosh, it's Riddle. And he started suplexing everybody as well as their dogs. And after he had hit the Randy on Power Slam, it turned out that Roman had secretly tagged himself in he Superman punched Riddle. He went down and it was broken up. Not really at the last second. Like Montez Ford broke it up at one and the commentator still went, oh my gosh, in the nick of time. And I was like, no, no, it wasn't. It didn't mean that Montez then did a dive. So Jay did a dive. So I did a dive as Angela Dawkins was grabbing people and chucking them into Barry Barricade. And Ford went into Simba the Still Steps at one point, but then back in the ring, Riddle hit the draping DDT, which of course is what Randy Orton does. And because he did it on Roman Reigns, Everyone was happy. There was no way that Reigns was ever going to lose in any sense. We were going to have to come up with something. And I did like this finish, even though I don't really think that Riddle has to lose. But he went for the RKO. Roman grabbed him in midair, pushed him, and then when he turned around, kabloom, he hit him with the spear. One, two, three. Well, that's pretty good. Oh, just as the bloodline were leaving too, we had some fallout and a cliffhanger, I suppose. Because Seth Rollins was here. He looked at Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns looked at Seth, because of course they have history together. He proceeded to get into the ring, and I tell you, he murdered not anymore Matt Riddle. I mean, he finished it all by hitting the curb stop on Simba the Steel Steps, because it was a New York crowd. They were like, yeah, yeah, get him. But of course, this ties into the match we are going to have at SummerSlam. Dare I say it? made me want to watch the show. I mean, who would have thank it? This is, of course, when Raw came to an end. And you may be looking at the screen right now going, Simon, there was a lot of matches on this show. Where the flub are my clean finish counters? Well, we're about to get into it. Because we have a new regime, it seems unfair to bring over the stuff from the old ones. So we're taking the clean finish counter and we're scrubbing it back down to zero, but we're also going to change the format. Because we are going to get into ratios because I actually think this will give us a better idea of how many clean and how many stupid finishes WWE is doing. So, for example, on this episode of Raw, there were six matches and by my money 
Three had clean finishes, three had stupid finishes, which gives them a percentage of 50%. And straight up, <laughs> that's terrible. It means that half the fights on your show ended with somebody smacking themselves in the head and going, what are we doing? So it does mean that we bring in another counter, the Shenanigan Slider, which is a terrible name, but I'm tired, all right? It's all I could come up with, and it goes up to one. And it basically means if you wanted to watch this episode of Raw in July 2022, and you wanted a little bit of a, well, what can I expect? You can look at this and know that it is filled, or the majority is filled, with shenanigans. Otherwise though, quite like this Raw, secretly excited for the future. Though that means, how can it be a secret when I've just told you to get it up? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 